We're sitting here, guns pointed at our heads, walled up by alien parasites. Neither of us likely to get out of here alive. And you're thinking about making a play for Ivanova, is that right? That would be essentially correct, yes. You know, this is the part of all this I really hate. It's just gas. Hello and welcome to Who Are You, a Babylon 5 watchcast hosted by two former strangers, now friends, who are getting to know each other better while rewatching a favorite show from their childhood, Babylon 5. I'm Jafar. And I'm Laura. And today, Laura, I get to ask you, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Do you know who I am? Well, I think I'm finally ready to say that I'm going to be a mom again. Yay! Yay. That's not really a, a surprise for you, but it is for the listener. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I am about 20 weeks pregnant with a little girl. Well, at this time, at the time that you're hearing it, I guess it'll be about 24 weeks. Yeah. So we're having a little girl, children seven, well, eight years apart now, so... Mm-hmm. It's an exciting, exciting development in our lives. Um, I've been a little reluctant to talk about it because we did have a pregnancy loss earlier this year that you knew personally about Jaffair, but yeah, yeah, not another thing we talked about on podcast for obvious reasons. Yeah, but... it's I know it can be tough for listeners out there who've been through the same thing, and it was obviously a weird and traumatic time yeah. that took a lot of processing power and is still taking processing power out of my daily life sometimes but yeah i can't imagine yeah so it was the sort of loss that was discovered in the doctor's office and so being pregnant again and you know you see the doctor at least once a month uh, mm -hmm. especially when you're over a certain age so going back to the doctor's offices has been a weird experience it's been a, a little bit for me to talk about it but you know things are progressing well my doctor keeps saying every time I see her that everything looks exactly like it's supposed to Good. and that everything seems just fine. We've gotten to the point that I can kind of feel her moving around a little bit throughout Aww. my days. Yeah. And so that's very comforting. Mm -hmm. You know, people who've been through the same type of loss had told me that it would be, you know, you get little reminders throughout your day that everything's okay and that would feel better. And it does. Good. And, you know, I thought... At some point, the listeners are going to find out because I'm going to have to take a little break. Yeah. Which you and I have discussed a little bit. Yeah. Well, we'll see how far ahead we can get. This episode comes out right after I get back from my trip to Europe. Yeah. The day this will actually, by the time when most of you are listening to this, statistically speaking, based off of our analytics, uh -huh. if you're a first day listener, you'll be listening to this while I am on my plane ride back to the United States. So that's a little um. fun thing for them to think about. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. If you are a day of listener and you're listening to it in the first 12 hours of the day, that's I'm going to be on my plane ride. So after I get back, mm -hmm. that, and we'll see how far ahead we can get, Yeah. obviously, but there might be a break. There might be Ben has offered to come in. Sure. Graciously and guest host. We would again. love to have so Ben we'll for a little happens. bit if we need it. Yeah. Yeah. And the due date's not till April, so hopefully, you know, we can get ourselves ahead of schedule, but we have gotten off schedule a bit before, so anything yeah, can happen. we'll see how it goes. I am optimistic 
that we will both get a approximately six week break from podcasting. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> you that's know, the goal. At least podcasting is something I can do in my home. We can take breaks <laughs> like if we need it, if yeah. I need if I'm needed elsewhere during a, an episode. And my husband actually works at a company that does give some pretty generous time off even for you know, paternity. Oh, for paternity. That's great to hear. Yeah. So he is planning to take um, a good chunk of time with me, at least, you good. know, at the beginning when it's the kind of the hardest. And then we'll see what happens. And, you know, if he goes back to work, he, he does work from home currently. So he would still be in the house with me. I wouldn't be alone. That's good. That was the hardest thing, I think, with Owen, because when, you know, eight years ago, his company wasn't so turned on to the idea of like letting fathers bond with their children too (laughs) (laughs) and when he had to go back after like one week and I was in the house all day feeling like I couldn't go anywhere because I had a one week old baby and I was Mm -hmm. by myself I got some severe postpartum anxiety I know that's a thing that happens to lots of women and we all should all feel Mm -hmm. normal if that happens to us. But yeah, I was like, you know how much different it's going to be just knowing someone else is in the house with me and I can talk to them or if I'm feeling scared, I can just sit near another person. That's going to be huge. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about the next year. So that's great to hear. You know, I'm glad that things are going well. I actually have a note on my desk to ask you about a registry. Oh yeah. a, A list or something. Um, <laughs> no, we haven't done that yet. It, it's one yeah. of those things. It's been eight years, so there's a lot we kind of need. Um, I'd, I'd imagine, yeah. And we have, you know, a, a little girl on the way, so maybe I want some cute little girl clothes. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I know that gender is a construct and whatever, but sometimes the dresses <laughs> are cute. So, you know, we hadn't thought about that, but I guess it's something we're over halfway now that we'll be thinking about, and I'll let you know. Okay, please do. Yeah. But speaking of hosting another thing inside your human body we have an episode today (laughs) you told me you had the segue you told me you knew what you were going to talk about and even when you started talking my brain did not didn't get there really connect those dots nope nope well should have seen it coming (laughs) i hope it's not too gross well this episode kind of is to be honest we've got season three episode seven exogenesis we open on a freighter arriving doing their best Sean Connery impression. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I said to my husband. I turned and I said, did they get Sean Connery? <laughs> they didn't, but yeah. there was a bunch on Usenet about it. And it's just like, look, sometimes voice actors. <laughs> <laughs> just it's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, Sometimes they do a thing. They make a choice. Yeah. We see some unknowns watching on. They're excited about the ship coming in. I call these two the creepy swingers. Terribly romantic. Because in one of these later scenes with them, I think it's before, yeah, it, you know, we, we get some interlude where we go to Earhart's and mm-hmm. Lieutenant Junior Grade yeah. Corwin is uh, getting promoted. We discuss why Marcus isn't there, and that's because we have to bring up that Marcus is going to be in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but then we cut back to those creepy swingers, and they're watching a guy... In this sort of like very critically (laughs) assessing his abilities sort of way. (laughs) As he's got a nasty parasite that's. Yeah, I described this scene as cutting to the worst thing in your search history. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
this is what that would feel like if someone mm-hmm. had just had the ability like if you if in the world where everyone has shitty superpowers this person looks at you and knows the worst thing in your search history yeah that's really mm-hmm. the look on their face <laughs> yeah so they're doing the thing where they're telling him it's all gonna be okay soon as mm-hmm. this nasty you know it's a kind of a parasite that looks sort of like a spine it's got real yeah. like centipede spinal energy uh mm-hmm. starts merging into this guy yeah it's a lot so our two swingers here did you look up the actors i didn't did you so you must have i did so we've got james warwick is okay. the gentleman and he is most famous for filling in for liam neeson's voice in video games oh <laughs> is there a Liam Neeson character that you need voiced for a video game that Liam Neeson's not coming back for? Uh-huh. Get you a James Warwick. Does okay. great. So he must be in a lot of the Star Wars games if there's a Qui-Gon, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's most of his IMDb acting credits. Sure, sure. Are Qui-Gon Jinn. And then Wiley Small is his partner. Okay. Who's a real that guy? Uh, she's been on all kinds of stuff. If there was a TV show that ran for five seasons in the late 90s to the mid 2000s, she was on it at some point as a bit character. Okay. All kinds of stuff. Give us some flavor. I didn't bother writing anything down because I did not recognize her from anything, even though I have definitely watched a number of these shows. Yeah. This is an episode where I didn't look up any of the guest stars. We've only got the three. We've got these two and Duncan are the only Mm -hmm. people who are credited. Yeah. Yeah. And is, so. is Duncan anything special? We're going to get to him in I a second. I didn't look him up. Okay. Yeah. So when we come back from the theme, these two have been watching him and the, the man with the parasite, and yeah. he didn't make it. No. But, it, you know, all his screaming has apparently alerted security, and so they all got to bug out. Mm. <laughs> I see what you did there. It was, it was uh. a weak one, but, you know, <laughs> they're not all gyms. <laughs> right. It's fine. Over in the hallways outside of CNC, Sheridan wants Ivanova to check in on Corwin. His promotion makes it more likely he's going to find out what the hell is going on on this station. And they need to know if he can be trusted. Yeah, kind of a big deal. His duties don't actually change at all. Right. I can tell. Yeah. I'm not sure why title promotion makes him more likely to find out. (laughs) But... It does, apparently. And so it's Ivanova's job to find out what's going on with this guy. Mm-hmm. We cut over to Marcus wondering a down-below market where he meets up with Duncan. He buys a piece that he's selling and makes a ton of literary references, which is a thing Marcus does. Can I quote you? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really funny. He makes one later that my husband's like, you just made that reference earlier today. <laughs> I'll, I'll point it out. If you watch carefully, by the way, when he's making this transaction, one of the extras actually takes something off of his table and walks away with it. (laughs) And I think that was like Marcus's, one of Marcus's whole points is he was like, uh, Duncan had fallen asleep, I think. And he's like, you need to watch your table better, sir. It's like, no one's going to steal this stuff. It's not even worth buying, let alone stealing. And it's just like, well. Yeah. It's a nice touch to throw the extra in there like that. Yeah, over in med lab meeting rooms, Franklin organizes his team of doctors and their assignments, and we say learn of the mysterious death that he's going to have to figure out in about two scenes. Mm-hmm. Back in the down below bar, 
Marcus gets his news updates, <laughs> and he's got one from Ranger One. Ooh, mysterious Ranger Ooh. One. Well, we know who this is. This oh. he's been he's been identified. We know that this is Sinclair. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found we we found out that this is Sinclair now. Okay, okay. We had a we had a video from him for Garibaldi and Delenn, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's just been a minute. And so he gets his news updates. They need to. Rangers are supposed to avoid Earth space. Shadow vessels are gathering at the border of Centauri space. Hmm. <laughs> and a mysterious package has left Mars and is set to arrive for the next episode. Yeah, that's the one I'm curious about. Like, we kind of <laughs> had an idea from Londo's glass conversation with somebody. It wasn't Rifa, was it? No, it was his last conversation with Morden that Morden has moved mm-hmm. on to other Centauri. So we know that the Centauri are still Something's involved with on. the Shadows, right? We kind of have a good idea why Rangers would need to avoid Earth, don't we? With all the uh, President Clark business. Mm-hmm. So, I think we'll find out more about that next week, too. Yeah. So the package from Mars. Put a pin on that one. I want to know what that is. We cut back over to MedLab where Franklin begins his analysis And he's just like, relatively healthy, trace amounts of dust and a handful of other drugs, but not enough to kill him. Can you you take a light trip of dust? (laughs) I thought the whole point was that you couldn't. That was literally like last episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. uh, Okay. I don't know. But uh, he finds this fibrous thing wrapped around the spinal column. And in the HD upgrade, you can put together that this is the guy that got killed earlier in the show. It's something that I never put together on a previous watch. It's very obvious Mm -hmm. later in the episode. But at this point, the fidelity of the screen, the two images, the two faces, I never put it together. But it's clear as day. Yeah. Maybe I'm just paying more attention, to be perfectly honest. Those little upgrades are nice to have because with old screens, it was sort of ambiguous Mm -hmm. yeah so he found something wrapped around this guy's spine he's got to find out more about it but in the meantime marcus is looking for one of his contacts who didn't show up at story time yeah he finds his missing guy Uh and he's working with the bug people (laughs) this is this scene is i i think that the funniest thing about the scene Mm -hmm. is probably a set limitation because (laughs) literally he and uh his bar contact have gone looking for these guys he finds them they're all standing around creepily and say nothing to him yeah and he literally turns around and says to contact i don't like it something's wrong with him (laughs) oh he specifically says something has gotten into him oh that's even better i thought was very funny (laughs) it is very funny (laughs) yeah but it's like he literally just turned his back and said it right in front of the man like oh yeah like he's three feet away. Like they're not going to stab you in the back now or something. This isn't bad at all. <laughs> right. I understand it's probably we didn't actually have enough space for Marcus to really walk away before he says that. But mm. still very funny. Very funny to think about. Yeah. Franklin peels a like living worm thing off of this dude's spine. Yeah. So gross. And promptly burns the body to prevent further infestation when he finds that it's still alive. Oh, nope. Wait, is that? Is that, is that not what he does? No. Actually, he pulls his mask down while he's in the same room. <laughs> it's all right. I'm a doctor. There was one point while uh, he's doing this this examination that he pulls his mask down, and I was like, Franklin, no! 
right? You don't do like, that. You're going to eat this thing? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Yeah, we all know about mask behavior now, guys. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duncan then gets got down below. Yeah, so sad. Part of me wondered at this point if these worm folks would have been a lot more successful if they hadn't accidentally targeted Marcus's entire spy ring. Right. <laughs> well, I guess, okay, I can, without jumping too far ahead in the episode, I can kind of see why they did, I guess. But we'll we'll talk yeah. about that when we get there. Yeah. No, no, it makes knowing what's coming. Yeah. yeah. Assuming that we believe it, mm-hmm. which I don't for the yeah. record. Staunch believer that it's all bullshit. But we'll get to it. After this, Ivanova is just a fucking HR nightmare. So why don't you come by my quarters? Oh, my God. This is so funny. I can't <laughs> stop laughing. Like, part of me feels bad for Ivanova mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. for fault, like, being able to make this misunderstanding. But really, Corwin is just like, I guess I can't. What, uh, I feel oh, really oh, bad for okay. him. Yeah. I guess this is hap- <laughs> um, yeah. what is going through his mind. This his, is this is just fucking terrible. He does so much with his face in this episode that it's just <laughs> a delight. I I'm adoring yeah. this actor. <laughs> yeah, so he Ivanova basically wants to talk to Corwin in private, right? Mm-hmm. Because she's got her mission from Sheridan that she needs to find out, you know, is Corwin going to be cool or is he a narc? What's going on? Yeah. But the way she sets it up, it sounds very much like she's inviting him for a private date. Yeah. Just, yeah, just just come back to my place for some coffee. It's real coffee. It's like, oh, that sounds nice. Uh <laughs> Thank thank you. It's a classic uh, 90s setup, right? Yeah. This is a thing that happens in every 90s TV show. The misunderstood date. <laughs> yeah. Marcus goes to Garibaldi who then spits some classist bullshit that future Jerry Doyle would be proud of. Yeah. Uh, but Marcus is just like, dude, fuck you. It's very seasonal how Marcus replies, because as you and I are recording, we are in the Christmas season. And mm-hmm. uh, his, are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? This is a classic Dickens Christmas yeah. Carol line, which I actually used at somebody on the internet today. So I guess Don't I'm worry very... worry about the, the gas, Mr. Morley, or whatever the moans. Yeah. 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 I'm like, uh, very on brand for our podcast, I felt like I was at that moment. And that's two for this episode. Because mm-hmm. if we go back to the intro scene, he's giving Franklin shit for breaking everything down to biology and math. And of course, Jerry Doyle's got a problem with science. Well, thank you, Mr. Garibaldi. One of the leading minds of the 14th century. Rest in peace, Jerry Doyle. <laughs> Anyways, Garibaldi tells him to make it Franklin's problem. Yeah. In a uh, stroke of dumb fucking luck. Yeah. Marcus is a very resourceful individual. He can take anything and be like, ah, that's my idea. So yeah. he goes straight to Franklin. This episode plays out so differently. If Garibaldi and Marcus get caught instead of Marcus and Franklin getting caught. Mm, for sure. There's there's a lot that happens different, like more antagonizing. And then Garibaldi is also not a doctor. So, yeah, his usefulness runs out. Yeah. After this, Corwin wanders around the Zocalo. I'm assuming looking for a gimp suit. No judgment. <laughs> uh, before he settles on buying some roses from discount John Favreau. He is clearly a very confused individual. 
they composed this scene very well because, you know, Corwin is, I'd say, you know, he's a taller man, obviously. He's generally attractive, right? As an actor. And he's buying these flowers from the, the smaller flower seller. And it's just a very well composed, mm. hilarious conversation where the short king is telling him how he's got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It's just like... Oh, first date? Oh, Rose, is she aggressive? Mm. Yes. (laughs) He's into aggressive, we can tell. After this, Marcus and Franklin go to Duncan's quarters, and they find webbing and something that ate through the bulkheads. And Dr. Franklin touches it. Did you see him touch it? The webbing, at least. I saw him touch it. What is this? Good question. Like, we know these bugs crawl into people they can't like live outside of people they're symbiotes right Mm -hmm. they're little trills why do we need webbing what ate through these fucking holes did they does it make you spit acid did franklin not see that on his autopsy like what did they like what is this webbing and how did they make these holes in the hole doesn't make any they're they're huge Mm -hmm. too they're like they're people-sized holes yeah, we walk if, through them. We stand up. Right? And it's just like, how is, if if the little bugs are doing it without the people, how much fucking work is that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And ugh, it's just, why? Anyways, they're after touching all of the stuff that they shouldn't, yeah. they crawl in through the holes and immediately get captured. Of and course. And have just like the most fruitless conversation. This is like the internet's worst first date material yes yeah how are you staring yeah <laughs> there's a lot of staring from our extras yeah. and and the guest stars in this episode not a lot of conversation can you even understand me staring and then marcus proves that he failed basic math but he does have a plan to escape fail basic math he's just a creative accountant <laughs> i get to make that joke <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, of everyone. Laura. I'm really batting him well today, aren't I? <laughs> so Corwin brings the roses to Ivanova's quarters, and she's all like, the fuck immediately, right? Like, who left those at the door? Because there's no way she's possibly read this situation as what Corwin has, you know? <laughs> like, why are you, you wouldn't bring me roses. Someone must have left them. And she's just like, yeah, that's what happened. Uh-huh. And then, and then she's all like, oh, what a romantic gesture. <laughs> He's so confused. Oh, you just feel really bad for him this episode. The, Poor guy. The secondhand awkward was painful for me. Oh, yes. Yes, this is the kind of stuff that sometimes I have to get up and leave the room when I'm watching it on a television show. Because <laughs> it makes me feel so weird. After this, Duncan talks to Marcus and we get a name for our spine worms. The Vendrizzi. Yeah, that doesn't sound sinister at all. Yeah. No. We get a bit about how the chemicals in that one guy's body are the reason why he died during yeah, the merging. Too many, too many drugs. Yeah. And the, the, these parasites want a little help. Yeah, they, they need Franklin's help to prevent more people from dying mm-hmm. as they merge them. Yeah. Kidnapping a doctor to have him help your people merge with people and not die. Good luck. Good luck. So knowing what the aliens claim they are in about 15 minutes, 
Why don't you lead with that? I mean, you could even just go to MedLab with that. <laughs> right. Hey, we just got on the station. This is the thing that we're doing. We're not a cult, we promise. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue that even though that approach is weird, it's still better than, like, getting caught in Down Below. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the same time, you know, Ivanova and Corwin are talking in her quarters, and she's apparently taken over Takashima's coffee plants. Yeah. We remember back in the her. pilot, Tak Takashima talked about how she appropriated some uh, space in the hydroponics for a little mm -hmm. bit of coffee. Ivanova's got that coffee now, and uh, she uses this as her segue to find out just how much of a company man Corwin is. Yep. And uh, she's really disappointed in his answers. Yeah. I felt he was kind of non-committal. Uh-huh. I think he's all like, well, mutiny seems like it's above my pay grade. Uh, yes. Yes. I was just like, I don't think we learned anything about Corwin from this, and I don't think she should feel like she did. Well, you know, she's all like, so you would report someone to Earth if they were committing treason? And what is he supposed to say? Yeah, of course, commanding officer in the right. Earth military. That's exactly what I'm going to do. She went about <laughs> this all wrong. That's that's how I see it. But I, I don't know how she does it better than this. But still, she did not get anything good out of him, right? She does go about it all wrong. And we we find that out in the best way later when when shit hits the fan. We still got a few episodes to go. Yeah. Marcus asks Franklin about Ivanova when they're locked up. Yeah, because and, we've uh, got to shoehorn that in, too. <laughs> yeah. Franklin starts with the advice. It's like, oh, well, you know, she's just, you just got to let her warm up. She'll be your friend. And Marcus is all like, well, actually. And then Franklin gives us the line, you are so far from her type, you might as well be in different galaxies. Uh-huh. Is this 2260's version of she's playing for the other team? I That's the way I read it. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the way I read it, too, was like, no, like, I'm trying to tell you politely that this isn't going to work for this reason. Uh -huh. And I think Franklin isn't really aware of Ivanova, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I think Ivanova knows about Talia to a certain regard, uh -huh. that they were very close, you know, that they were right. roommates, uh -huh. they were best friends, you know, the classics that Talia was moving in after the first date. So, you know, some assumptions Franklin might be making there to uh, mm -hmm. to possibly dissuade Marcus too much. Yeah. But at the same time, just like read the room, bro. Yeah, I think that Franklin's dialogue here, too, is sort of who the writer acknowledging that this is kind of weird to put these two plots together in this way. You know, mm -hmm. we know that for whatever reason, we're trying to ship Marcus toward Ivanova. And so Franklin at one point says, like, this is ridiculous. Why are we talking about this right now? And I'm like, that's exactly how I feel, Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually a little bit about that in okay. the Usenet notes. So JMS started this episode, uh -huh. got pulled away on something completely different for a week, and then uh -huh. came back to this episode. Uh -huh. so he's like, the first half is a lot stronger than the second half. The second half just got away from me. I wrote it without notes about where I was going. I didn't remember a ton of stuff. And I just kind of had to make it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it shows uh, he's not quiet about his feelings that this is the worst episode of season three. Yeah. All right. And he felt that after the script was done, let alone after filming and everything and it was put together. He was all like, this is clearly going to be the weakest episode. 
And it's because I didn't have time to go back and rewrite the whole episode. I had to write half the episode and push it through. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get yep. it, my dude. <laughs> yeah. So the, the bug people show back up mm-hmm. and they've got somebody who is sick. So they, they interrupt the Marcus Franklin conversation about Ivanova to pull Franklin aside and tell him that he's got to help this person whose parasite is not working mm-hmm. out right. Yeah, and they're really shitty about it. They're Mm -hmm. like, you are complicit. This person's death is on your hands. And it's just like, did he put the worm on them? Right. (laughs) But they know how to play Franklin because this is something that he will absolutely play right into. (laughs) For sure. He feels a lot of responsibility. Like, you know this is happening, right? Like, Mm -hmm. people who have certain things in their system. Like, you could just Mm -hmm. be all like, hey, so before we alien this dude, can you scan his blood for drugs real quick? Yeah, drug tests. Like, look me in the eye and tell me you don't have a drug test in 2260. <laughs> right. And it even plays into their whole thing, because as we find out, this is volunteers. And, you know, like, people are, are agreeing to this. Mm-hmm. Check their system for drugs to see if they can even agree to this right now. Right, right. You are they even competent? when you're inebriated. Like, exactly. what the fuck? Moving on. <sighs> it's not complicated. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. Anyways, Marcus managed to bring his plan to fruition. He takes out one guard with deception. He's all like, oh, that scanner, just accidentally turn it on and knock yourself out. Yeah, that this is a very hilarious. good ruse. I love this good. ruse. It was an excellent ruse. And then the other one, he just kind of like grabs through the bars because mm-hmm. the cell was never locked or shut. Uh-huh. <laughs> just kind of like, ah, oh, I gotcha. <laughs> and just yep. opens it up and walks out. And like, kicks I him wonder in the if face. that was a filming mistake mm-hmm. and they just ran with it. <laughs> yeah, because he made it look good and it all happens fast, you know? So you're like, man, yeah. just, just go with it. <laughs> Do it live. Yeah. Anyways, Marcus is like a grandparent with a laptop when trying to use Franklin's link. He eventually just gives up and runs out. Marcus takes out the other guard as Ivanova gets to Garibaldi to be like, hey, Someone who's not Franklin was trying to use his link. That's fucking weird. Can you go here? Yeah. A good feature, considering it doesn't let you call 911 if you're not the person who owns the link. Which, even my iPhone will let my son call 911, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, Marcus goes dual pistols, Uh takes out all the lights, and frees Franklin. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, this is all on the up and up. Everyone volunteered for this like, now that you're shooting at us, uh-huh. we'll tell you what's going on. Like, yes. security comes down and begins their search, and we get some real trill cult shit about what is going on here. They are the purveyors of history. Everyone volunteered for this to give their life purpose. Yeah. All but for some stuff. reason, we do this on the DL like we're fucking puppet masters. <laughs> yeah. Which, well, that, if this, if, if they were correct, I can understand that reasoning. Mm-hmm. For the exact, because Garibaldi calls bullshit on that later. Mm-hmm. And Ivanova tells them, well, yeah, it's because if you had someone who wanted to rewrite history and there was a galaxy known wide definitive source of history, <laughs> what are you going to do to that source? Yeah, Makes okay. Makes sense. Okay. But it just, it just reeks of bullshit. The whole thing, like, just the way yeah. they go about stuff. Like, even if you're trying to keep it on the down low, you can show up to the station and be like, hey, this thing, and then fuck off into space again. Mm-hmm. You know, get your volunteers. But Duncan's worm leaves him to prove the point. Yeah. But this doesn't 
fucking sell me. Like, this is just as right. unbelievable as before. You don't know how these worms reproduce. You don't know what they left in the brain. This could be a second worm. This, yeah. you know, little baby worm. This could be, they could have left a chunk of the thing in the brain. Duncan yeah. could be effectively dead. And this is just like a chicken running around with his head cut off in a significantly right. more complicated form. Yeah. He, they could have shit. just at least reprogrammed his brain. And now he believes the bullshit, even though the mm -hmm. thing is not in him anymore. So, yeah, it's very weak. Duncan tells them what they want to hear. Franklin uh -huh. isn't sold, but is accepting. He's all like, we're going to have to do, you know, like genetic verification of this. Thing. Like he tries to, he, he unsuccessfully techno babbles his way into it. Yeah. Into talking himself into it. He's like, let's all go to med lab and make this official, basically. Yeah. Have any of you seen a soul, by the way, asking for a friend? Mm. It's, yeah. They, it's apparently, he just wants to keep it on the up and up. When I mean, he's like, okay, well, if you're going to get volunteers, then I need written consent from them before you fucking take their brain over. Yes. Which, good call. So we, we cut over to the uh, Space TSA. Duncan is now leaving Babylon 5. He's reminiscing about his warm semester in Barcelona <laughs> and wants to recapture that feeling. Yeah. Best of luck, Duncan. He is. He does mm -hmm. seem to be a, be a sweet old man, and you know I'm very glad that he survived the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, because it it sort of implied as the worm leaves that like he's not he's not healthy enough to take another worm. You think he might be actively dying when that scene. I was thought he, yeah, I yeah. thought he was gonna die. I didn't remember the hint scene of him leaving. I thought he was done. Yeah, yeah. We cut over to Earhart's, and Ivanova is led to believe that Marcus left the roses. Incidentally. <laughs> returns them to Marcus uh, in her mind, and he's delighted to have been given roses. Yeah, he's just delighted to have these, and he's like, oh, maybe this will work out. Yeah, oh, synthetic roses, nice. Yeah. And that's the episode. All right, Laura, what'd you think of this one? Okay. I can't remember. Have we rated something Babylon 1 before? I was just no, thinking I, that as we were talking. I don't, I don't know if we've done a Babylon 1. I think I did half of a Babylon for an uh -huh. episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, once fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to give this one a one. I can't even give it two. Like, and I'm glad that JMS is aware of its faults because it's not strung together well. Yeah. I I give it a two. And that 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 score of two is entirely pity for Corwin and empathizing <laughs> and secondhand embarrassment and just and that yeah. that's it. That's that's the only thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's a gag that isn't. I mean, it's it's a terrible gag. Um, how it comes about and everything, but the way it wraps up is genuinely very funny. The comedy of errors. Yeah, it is very funny. I do enjoy Marcus in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like, even though the plots hang together very loosely, Jason Carter's delivery on all of his like literary jokes and his just like delight at the roses at the end, I'm like, yeah, he is mm -hmm. he is funny and he is good, and I like him in this episode. He's but good in this episode. The, the bit, yeah, the it. bit with him and the 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 collapsible rod, the collapsible staff, and the dude hitting himself. That was fun. Mm -hmm. There was a couple moments, but this is a two out of five for me. It's just. It is not good television, and it is definitely not good Babylon 5. But hey, if JMS feels this is the weakest one, then we're theoretically over the hump, right? This is mm -hmm. 
it's only going up from here in season three. And this wasn't the worst. I mean, I gave it a one, but it it could have been, you know, there couldn't have been the delightful things that were in it. That's true. So. Yes, this episode could have been worse. Yeah. So it's going to go up from here. And I look forward to what's coming next week. Which is season three, episode eight, Messages from Earth. Sheridan discovers a terrifying new alliance between the shadows and another race. Yeah, very short description on this one. Incredibly short description to the point where I didn't remember what happened in this episode and had to Google it. Yeah, I I have an idea, but I will see if I'm right next time. Before we get there, let's make sure to say thank you to Jeremy Siegel for our lovely theme music. You can find more of Jeremy's work at jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com. And thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine on Instagram for our podcast artwork. Thank you, everyone, who's taken the time to review our podcast and yes. leave, us, uh, leave us those reviews. We really appreciate that. They're very kind words that keep us going. Mm-hmm. Really, it's really nice to hear. Thank you so much. And uh, join the conversation. Who are you? B5.gmail.com. Send us an email. We'll do, read your email in our next mailbag segment. Go ahead and join our Discord as well. You can get the link all over. If you can't find it, email us. We'll get it to you. Mm-hmm. And you can interact with us there. Definitely not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not good at Twitter. All the other stuff aside. I was never Twitter. And then I had to uninstall it from my phone because I was getting actively bombarded by bots. Yeah. And just false information constantly. It's just like, I'm just uninstalling this. Yeah. So, but anyways, besides fuck Twitter, everyone else have a great week. We'll see you next week, internet. Take care. All right, bye. Bye.